0: Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast.
1: I can't believe I am back on this podcast, podcasting with one of my favorite LA podcaster. He's, uh, podcasters. He's also my friend, Zach Peters from Hashtag No Filter. How are you? I'm good. How are you? This is a bit of, a, of an awkward intro. We were just having a chat about... I don't even know really know where to begin, but you know what? I I feel like Zach is just a better person to 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 debrief the few little minutes that we spend talking.
0: Yeah. I mean, we just had a very deep conversation about life. And now we're diving into reality TV, which is not really real life, but I feel like it's what what I always say on my podcast, because obviously, you know, life hits you sometimes, but like reality TV is like that fun sort of escape that we get to kind of divulge in that's a yeah. little bit of that escapism that's fun that kind of takes us out of our reality sometimes and lets us watch you know Hannah Burner call Kyle a little leprechaun and then we watch you know two people hook up in a bed and it's kind of like salacious and fun and juicy to watch and then gossip about right after.
1: Yeah so I do agree with that but there's something that kind of happened with me during you know COVID quarantine lockdown and all the other shit that I've been dealing with, that you've been dealing with. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but I'm going to be very honest about it on the show. Some people really see reality TV as an escape and it really makes them happy But somehow I feel like I don't connect with it as much as I used to anymore. And maybe it's because I am a commentator. So you know, I watch and then I have to be on and I have to comment. And maybe that's why. I don't know why. But for me, I found that it hasn't really done its job for me during this very traumatic year. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's something that's actually really affected me. It's affected my business. It's affected everything.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like the hard part is when you get to be a viewer, and I, I've said this for like years because there was even like this like little network that I used to do commentary for, where I would break down Bravo shows. Um, that started off fun for a couple of weeks, and then it just became like so one creatively not challenging. I have a lot of critiques about that network, but one, it was creatively not challenging, and two, it just made it took the fun out of the of being a viewer Uh, the watching
1: experience
0: exactly because when you get to be a viewer you kind of just get to sit back have a drink maybe text your friend back and forth a couple of notes or if there's like an episode that's a little bit of a lull like you know you're like oh whatever my life will move on from this but when you when it's your job to watch these shows and dissect them and comment on them then it does start to take the fun away from it but you know that's why you just for me at least i like to kind of connect with the audience and with people and kind of get their feedback and kind of just like shoot the shit with them. So we go live yes. like on Thursday nights just to kind of like take out the the formal podcasting stuff and just be like, let's just un- informally go live and just kind of shoot the shit. And whatever happens, happens. If it's boring, it's boring. If it's a fun time, at least we get drunk together. Um, yes. No, I get what you're saying. And especially I think after this year, I think Bethany Frankel said it really well in an interview when the last season of Real Housewives of New York premiered, where she said that I think with everything that's going on in the world, reality TV and Real Housewives specifically, or that franchise in Bravo TV, isn't motivating people the way that it used to. And I think because it's like now we're being faced with real life issues that are really heavy that sometimes it's hard to watch these women fight about being late to lunch. It's hard to watch reality stars, you know, get drunk and wanna fight each other. Even though I'm not gonna lie, this season on Summer House, when Carl was like running around in his little briefs and he was like ready to beat up Luke, I was like so fucking horny. But like, you know... Weren you real, have- weren't we all? <laughs> weren't we all?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I always saw him as just like the goofy, you know... But, but yes, it, it, it does make it hard. Because you know what? When you look at reality TV, regardless of your issues that you're going through... Yeah. It's always nice to villainize someone or to laugh at someone's expense. Because you always think, you know, w- regardless of how upset they are, the issue's not serious enough for you to actually feel too much empathy. Yeah. Right? Watching Summer House in lockdown, tearing each other apart, made me feel empathy. And it's not that much fun. I mean, it is. It is. But it's not, it's not just, you know, the fluffy, oh, I'm watching two best friends get pissed off at each other and I can go bitch about who's right and who's wrong. Now it's like, holy shit. If I was there in lockdown with a bunch of people getting drunk and being filmed, forget Hannah. I would have been a fucking psycho. Yeah, I would have gone fucking psycho.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were going psycho just being locked in with with ourselves or with our family or with our roommates. Let alone having to do it in a house with cameras watching your every move and unlimited amounts of Lover Boy. So at that point, like, I would be fucking drinking Lover Boy all day long, just sip, sip, sip and fighting, and fighting, and fighting. I would have been a hot mess if I. Had have a you lit- tried
1: Lover Boy? I-
0: I have not tried Loverboy because it's not available in California. I think I would have to order it online and have it Yeah, um, I've got no time to me, for but, that, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, I mean, I would love to try Loverboy, but we'll, we shall see.
1: We're going to talk about it in just a second because we're going to recap Summer House. But before we do this, I don't know if you remember this about the show, but I'm going to have to ask you for your tip of the week. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. I know I may come across as a hypocrite because I tell everyone I'm a a Jew. I'm Jewish, but I'm not a hairy Jew. Hence why I have hair extensions. I need to paint my eyebrows on. Like the hair is just not something that I was blessed with. But in a sense, I was because I have no armpit hairs, you know, barely anything in other areas. But... For the hair that I do have that I do not want, aka on my legs or whatever, I have been shaving, which is bad. But then using this APL hair removal device that I found on Amazon... And a lot of people have been saying they don't work. You should get laser from all these laser places. Let me tell you something it fucking works. Okay. My hair does not grow back on my legs, the very sparse little bits of hairs that I did have. Um, And I found I find myself shaving, you know, once every three weeks instead of once a week. So it really does improve the situation. So if you've got a little bit of unwanted hair in any parts of your body, um, I've linked the device, I'm going to link the device in the the episode notes, whatever. I'm, I'm, you know what, it's taking me a bit to get back into the swing of podcasting. I forget the terminology, but I will link this because it is a game changer and you're going to want to get it. It's only like a hundred dollars or something. It's not too expensive.
0: You said you had multiple tips. What are the rest?
1: No, I have have multiple, but I, I can only give one. So this is the one I'm going to give away today.
0: Okay, it's funny. This is serendipitous, but I, and I saw this on your Instagram, but I am obsessed with this skinny bowler. The skinny confidential. Love Lauren, and she has this hot mess face roller and I used to do the jade roller and the, I used to get them like on Amazon and like let's be real that little shit would break on me all the little the 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 tool would be like pop, the jade would be popping right off and I would be like it was so annoying and it would always get so warm but I like this one because it's the aluminum and yeah. it's, it stays cold and so I'll throw it in the freezer and then I'll just like roll my face every morning and I fucking love it it's amazing it's called the hot mess roller this is probably my tip of, like anybody because like for me when I if I I don't eat glue and dairy and i rarely do sugar so sometimes if i'll go out for drinks and like a cocktail will have sugar in it the next morning i'll wake up and my face will be so puffy so this yeah. is like the perfect like face sculpting deep loader because like in quarantine i had to watch my zoom interviews and i was like holy shit what happened to my face
1: look you know what i should have actually used this as my tip of the week because i do find it fucking epic but let's keep it hashtag no filter with zach here on the aspirational <laughs> podcast um I've received a lot of DMs about this from people saying there has been so many shitty comments about it on Facebook groups. Yeah. Um, I'm personally super happy with it. There are things I'm not 100% super happy with. I'm not going to lie. But but I do love Lauren. I'm a Lauren stan. And I love the roller. What are the
0: critiques?
1: Oh, I have a couple of critiques, but as she said, there will be critiques. Like it's her first Stop. product. Um, for me, the squeaking, I really thought that she was going to get rid of the squeaking, which f- I heard from somewhere that she was really trying to get rid of. But for me, that issue has not been resolved completely. So it doesn't squeak as much as the other rollers that you get on Amazon. That is true. But I still get some of the squeaky sound when I'm doing it. And it's not the most pleasant of experiences. Um that's number one. Number two, it stays cold if it doesn't touch your skin for too long. So if you use it... So a lot of people have been saying it doesn't stay cold. No, bitches. It stays cold if you put it to the side for a bit and it's not in the freezer. But if it touches your skin for an hour, obviously, it's going to adapt to the temperature of your skin. Right, right. Do it for a bit and then you have to stop for a couple seconds, a couple minutes and start doing it again. And yes, it does stay cold when you do that, but you can't just like keep it close to your skin 24 seven and expect it to stay cold. So it's not really a critique because those are all things that like. Don't make it a bad product. But it's also... I I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like people have been a little bit too harsh about the product. Because I think that the handle, the way that she designed the handle, makes it so much easier to maneuver the tool. And I do think that it stays cold. But we're not creating miracles here. It's a fucking product. It's not a magic wand. Which Right. Is- kind of is um and also people said that it was a little bit overpriced but bitches are you joking i went to the skims section in selfridges because it just opened (laughs) here you could have literally told me that shit was h&m and i would have believed it we all buy into branding and there's no one better at branding than lauren is so i i would pay for branding i don't give a fuck what you say i pay for branding I,
0: I agree. I pay for branding as well. And the packaging I thought was gorgeous, beautiful, very well done. Yes. When she originally launched it, I expected it to be over $100. But the yeah. fact that I was able to buy the roller and the face oil for under 100 that to me was a, yes. a solid, good, great price. Um, the squeaking I had at the beginning too, but I just put a few drops of the oil in the corners and the squeaking has gone away. I have Are you joking? Money- Look at that. No squeaking at all. It's because I just dropped a couple drops of oil on the, the sides. It's yeah. like, a, like a bike or something. It needs a little oil. And so you just oil it and I have not had the, the squeaking issue at all.
1: So you found the solution to my only critique. That is the only <laughs> thing I had. Like, yeah. you know, but but as I said, I do pay for branding. There's no one better at branding than Lauren. And because of the design, because of the packaging, I would have paid a lot more, as you said. Um, I was kind of mad at some of the reviews. Like a lot of people have, de- because I posted it a lot on my Instagram, and people DM me and were like, have you seen so many people are pissed off about it? What'd you expect? Set, spend $5 on like a super... You know, creative, very well thought out products that an entrepreneur, not a beauty company, has put together. Like I a hundred, I'd rather pay for that than go on Amazon and buy a bunch of bullshit personally. But that's just me. I've gone
0: on Amazon Yeah, I've gone on Amazon and bought the bullshit little jade rollers. And like I said, they break, they don't stay cold, you have to keep buying them. And I would spend like $15 on them. And it's like that's what you get. You spend $15 on a jade roller and and that's what you get. Something that's gonna break and that you're gonna have to constantly be tweaking.
1: And if you're not willing to invest in your face and your skincare. Why the fuck are you listening to the Skinny Confidential? What are you doing? Go somewhere else.
0: That's not even just an investment into your face. It's an investment into you. What 100%. you don't think you're worth looking cute and investing in a product?
1: A hundred percent. I'm obsessed with the product. I have to say I'm super happy. I'm actually... You know, I I love jade rollers and I still do use them sometimes, but they're not as durable. They don't look as cute. And this is just an all-rounder for me. I I got the oil as well as you did. And I thought it was amazing. So, you know, go Lauren, go you. And my tiny critique can go fuck itself because apparently there's a solution to the problem. Um, My
0: critique (laughs) is that it's pink. And I'm more of a blue bitch, but, uh, <laughs> but
1: <that's laughs> yeah. just to be confidential. Like that's I know what I'm signing up for. I'm a pink bitch, so I can't complain about that. I'm really sorry, Zach.
0: I'm all about the blue.
1: I wanted to chat about Summer House, and you know, this year I didn't interview anyone from the show. Um, to be to be honest with you guys, I don't want to fucking interview a reality star. I don't when you're not feeling yourself when you're going through some really really deep deep dark shit which I am I'm not super open about it because it doesn't involve just me so I feel like it wouldn't be fair if I shared every single thing on the podcast Um, have to be fair but when you go through deep dark shit. You don't want to talk to a fucking reality TV star and ask them how many times they fucked someone. I'm really sorry. Um, But I I do love it. And it is my job. And I do... it's, It's still my passion. I'm just not someone that can be on all the time, which I recently found out about myself during lockdown. I'm someone that needs time to process. And what better way to process than do it with No Filter with Zach. Okay? So... Summer House, I want your key takeaways from this season I thought was one of the best seasons, personally.
0: I thought it was the best season. Um, I think they've had some stellar seasons. Season one and two were... Okay. They were good. I'm glad, you know, I was okay when we lost the work as twins, when we brought in Paige and Hannah, I thought it really elevated the show. Um, I think this season was the best that we've had and it was probably because they were all living together and like, were forced to actually live together. So for me, I was like, I enjoyed the fact that they, um, like didn't have to leave because I think when you leave and you don't actually have the, um, when you have to leave and get away, you kind of break the chemistry. Whereas in this case, they were forced to be together and they were forced to have chemistry for the entire summer. Like there was no break. You know what I mean? Whereas like, um, I loved that they had to work out their issues. They had to kind of confront things. And I just think the mix and the cast is really real and genuine. And the tension is real and genuine.
1: I think we have the new and improved Vanderpump Rules on our hands now because the thing with Vanderpump Rules that was so successful is that it was that tight-knit group of friends and we kind of were going through the motions of of everything they're going through with them. With Summer House, we saw them on the weekends and we weren't super involved with their actual lives during the week. Sorry, Luna's still a bitch. What can I do? So, and now that I truly think that Vanderpump Rules is going to go to shits, you might disagree, but I just... I can't imagine another season of Vanderpump Rules being good. It's been, like, so bad for so, so long now. I mean, I think the only
0: one that I still like on the current cast is... I mean, I think the Toms are cute. And then I really like... I like Lala. I think she... I don't know. She's got an edge to her.
1: Me don't vibes with Lala. Sorry.
0: Really? I know you just had
1: her on the podcast, so you're not allowed. I would be the same as you. If I just had someone on my podcast and I really vibed with them, I would feel really funny about like... But I just did not did not like watching her the last couple of seasons. I really hope she spices I shit up.
0: I didn't either. But I think going into this season after talking to her and after reading her book, I think I actually am looking forward to what she's going to bring to... Because think about it, We lost Stassi. We lost Kristen. We lost Jackson, Brittany. Like, you know, that's... The, the cast that kept the show going. You know what I mean? Yeah. That losing them, it's going to be very... Like, Katie's cute, but she doesn't bring very much to the no, show. No, she doesn't bring
1: very much, but neither did Lala. So I hope she does now. She has a lot of potential, but she just hasn't... She's been more like on the outside commenting on everything, which kind of bugged me. Yeah. Um, Summer House. So I think that they now have this aspect of like, we see everything all mm-hmm. the time, which I loved. But also, I feel like... You know, when you have the week to process, so you leave everyone from the weekend, you have the week to process, it's so much easier to come back refreshed and to be like, I wanna sort shit out and, you know, happy, happy family, good for you bitches, goodbye. But when you don't have that time to regroup, that is when you get the best summer house season of all time. And I was super, super impressed favorites, non-favorites, but I want like the dirty stuff. I don't want, she's my favorite. She's so positive. Like I hate positive people. They're not our favorites.
0: Um, Worst hated Hannah Burner this season. I thought Hannah was just insufferable. I don't think Hannah was enjoyable. I don't think Hannah was enjoyable. I mean, she was just, it was hard to watch. She was so Luke hungry and then she was so des obsessed and she was fighting with Amanda and you know, you can see even Paige wasn't like a fan of Hannah. So I mean, but I think that's the easy, obvious choice. I think everybody hated Hannah burner and also like she's canceled day of on my podcast, like five times in the past eight months. So she's just not like a personal fan of, I'm just not a personal fan of Hannah burners anymore. Um, Day of is like the worst type of day of. Like when you canceled the morning or an hour before recording, it's the worst. One time, sure. Two times, okay. Three times, five. No,
1: no, no. Three times times. is already a no for me. But wait, so you know what? That actually makes me feel some type of way because I was about to come... Because I like to play devil's advocate. So I was about to come here and defend some things. But you know what? The same day, cancelers for podcasts... I ain't about that. So now I feel less bad about the shit that I was going to say that isn't good. But let's try and be fair. But to be fair, I fucking hate people who cancel and don't take, you know, smaller podcasters as seriously. So I, I this- can't...
0: I think it's an ego thing. I think on the show, we saw her ego kind of get a little bigger. You know, she obviously is on Summer House. She's also on Bravo Chat Room. Um, Her social media has blown up. Her podcast was doing really well. She launched her podcast with Paige. And so I think it was just like she knew she was a fan favorite. And I think when you know you're a fan favorite, you kind of push your weight around a little bit more because you think the audience is still going to love you. But like as quickly as we fall in love with you, we can very quickly turn to like disliking you. And like I said, she was very insufferable this season. And when that translates outside of the show, then it's really like, now I'm really just not a fan of you.
1: I'm going to say what I was going to say originally. And then I'm going to like really go for the bad stuff because I can't deal with the same day canceler. I can't deal with it. I don't like it. The ego thing really fucking bugs me. But to be fair, if I became really big, I might have a bigger, a bit of a bigger ego, but I don't think I'm that way.
0: She She is a podcaster. That's the thing. When you are a podcaster, you know what that does to a show and to a host and there's just a level of respect you know what i mean i understand if yeah, one yeah. thing or two things come up no
1: no i'm so not about that but so what i was going to say is in all fairness people need to stop grouping the issues together and here's why what she did with kyle and amanda unacceptable 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 Had I been Paige, and I know that Paige is actually being, she's being a bit of a Switzerland right now, which like, I'm never going to be Switzerland. I'm always going to fight for what I believe in. So I can't relate to that. But like, good for you. If you want to like keep the peace, whatever. I personally would fuck shit up. The thing with Luke crazy and Des crazy. We've all been that crazy bitch. We have all been that crazy bitch over a guy, and all I'm going to say about the Luke and Des thing, yeah, she's a little bit immature. Yeah, she was a little bit annoying, and yeah, it was a little bit whiny. But can't and can't people just be happy for the fact that it took a fucking asshole she was obsessed with for her to find the guy that she didn't really care for, but you know, ended up falling in love with and getting engaged to? Like sometimes it takes an asshole to bring you to your soulmate. So yes, it was annoying. Yes, it was stupid. Yes, it was immature. But at the same time, had it happened to a guy, no one would have called them annoying. I think that had a guy been in her position, everyone would have been like, oh, poor guy, poor guy. Yeah. This girl's no, such sure. a bitch. Yeah. So, okay, that aside, that aside... It is hard not to find this situation extremely aggravating when you see the way that she's behaved with Amanda and Kyle. But there are two separate things. Two separate things. Kyle and Amanda she can go fuck herself. She's breaking friendships. She is, you know, trying to ruin relationships. She's making other people's relationships all about herself. And at the reunion, I know she got grilled for the reunion and I, and I do feel for her because had I been in her position, yes, I would have probably canceled all my social media and gone full in my hole, like goodbye to everyone, full ashamed, but no. The, 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 you've, you've told me about the podcast cancelling now, so I just can't... I can't forget. Sorry. I don't know what else to say.
0: Well, I mean, to respond to your first point, is she really that in love with Des or is she infatuated with Des? Like, are they soulmates or are they hyper in love because it feels really good right now and we're jumping into this because it feels really good right now, which is Hannah's history. She jumps into things way too quickly. And when you have somebody like Des, who, I mean, let's be real, when you watch him on the show, he definitely loved being on the show. He didn't care to engage with the other cast members, but he loved being part of the reality show. And he's also an entertainer. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. I always love, I mean, when it comes to my show, I always like to bring on the villains or the people that everyone hates to like get to know them, humanize them and ask them real questions and see if there's a real person in there. Because when we see reality TV edits, you don't always get the full picture. And so I like to always play devil's advocate and look at both sides. But in this case... I'm just not a big Hannah fan and I don't know. I wish her the best with her with her engagement. I hope they stay together. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they really are soulmates. I just don't see it yet.
1: What do you have to say about Hannah at the reunion?
0: Hannah at the reunion, I think, is getting rightfully grilled. I don't, I mean, I don't know how much accountability she's taking for things. Um, you Here's know, what I'm going to
1: ask you. Had Hannah been on your podcast all those five times and been an amazing guest, what would you say about her, about the reunion? Reunion.
0: <sighs> it's hard because it's like, she really gave us a bad season. And like I said, I like to look at both sides. And I think sometimes a reality star can have a bad season, but that doesn't necessarily make them a terrible person. Um, had she come on my show and had we had a great interview I would probably be more willing to give her the benefit of the doubt, but I don't know if she would really have given me or the show very much. And like, look, there is a level of gratitude I need to have to Hannah because in this season's premiere, my, in my last interview with Hannah from November, 2019 aired in the premiere. And it was, you know, a big part of her tension with her and Lindsay. So like, obviously I'm very grateful to the production team and to Hannah for, you know, allowing that to come to fruition and air on the show. And like, you know, you my face on the show but like I, I don't know I don't I think I would have been more willing to give her the benefit of the doubt but I don't know if I would have still been team Hannah
1: do you think there's a part of her that was like I'm a bit on the fence about going on the show because it's caused some friction and it's made it to the show and maybe no, because
0: she's, she's done every other fucking podcast under the moon like she's done, I don't know how many uh, how many other podcasts the day she canceled. And, you know, it was like, oh, you know, there was a medical emergency. And then I see that she does three other podcasts the next day. That to me is like, mm, I don't know if I'm still willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. When you're doing Call Her Daddy every other week, because Call Her Daddy is obviously the number one show on iTunes. And I get it. I'm not the number one show on iTunes. Call Her Daddy is. But like, I don't know. I just think...
1: Uh, You know, it's kind of hard not to feel the way you're feeling now, because when you actually look at the reunion, you know, when um, Carl was like, you use all these like buzzwords, like toxic masculinity and stuff. He was like, not everything's a meme. And I personally feel like that was true. And I don't like to agree with Carl because Carl and I don't fucking vibe. Okay. Okay. I don't vibe with his vibe. A lot of things that he does bug me, like, cool, cool, cool. He's never going to come on the show again. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Boo-hoo. My career is ruined. Okay, cool. But um, she does do those things. I really, truly believe that whenever she... you know, When she gave that soppy apology, it sounded like a meme. It sounded like she was actually on her phone writing a meme. And it sounded like she was in a podcast interview. And sadly, I have to say it, she sounds like someone who's been tainted by the industry and aren't we all but some people take it to the next level and this is why it's hard to believe her because whatever she does i feel like there's some kind of social media marketing strategy behind it and it sounds that way and it comes across that way on camera and that i didn't like because you know what we had stasi on vanderbusters and you know i'm not here to glorify stasi because america doesn't like stasi right now okay and some of Okay, but, like, she's done many, many wrong things. But yeah. She's Haven't done- we all? Huh? Haven't we all? Like, Haven't I've- we all? Yes. Yeah. Haven't we all? But one thing that Stassi has mastered throughout her years on Vanderpump Rules is being a podcaster thing and being a reality star and an actual person on the reality show other thing. Instead of, like, kind of meshing the two together and becoming this, like, I'm here on Vanderpump Rules to promote my podcast, but I'm on my podcast to promote Vanderpump. And it, it didn't feel... It probably was, but it didn't feel like this mastermind strategy of just more and more and more and more type of thing.
0: Hannah's become the personification of an Instagram meme account. Like it's what you see on social media. It's what you see on Instagram. You think it's funny. It's cute, whatever. But she's become that in real life and on the reality show. And I think that's where, you know, it just there's a level of of inauthentic and like, this disingenuous vibe that we get from her now, yeah,
1: because honestly, between us, I'm the first to be like toxic masculinity, whatever. I didn't see that from Kyle at all.
0: Surprisingly, this season. No, but she knows that that's culturally relevant and trendy, and people are going to ride on her team if she uses that buzzword.
1: I actually have to say, I was very impressed with Kyle. Body aside, abs aside, butts aside. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, he he was he was a nice nice little piece of meat to to watch on TV during this very very lonely lonely. Lonely year for me, but um, I will say, you know, the one thing that actually stood out for me this season was seeing that Kyle was so good to Amanda. Like, it actually gave me hope. I was like, you know what, maybe the motherfucker that didn't want to be with me a couple of maybe he could be my husband one day. Well, I also
0: think it like goes back to the point we were talking about earlier. Is we got to see them living together, you know, whereas before we didn't see them throughout the week. So he would really just come on the weekends and get shit face drunk, which is what you do on the weekends. But now we got to actually watch their dynamic outside of just weekend party mode. And we got to see, oh, there's a reason she fell in love with him. There's a reason she wants to marry him because there are actual redeeming qualities about Kyle more than the abs in the butt that, you know, make Make him
1: endearing What did you think about Paige being Switzerland?
0: I didn't love it But I understood it You know, she went through a hard time last season and she was caught in the middle a lot and she got in a fight with her friends that like, I understand why she decided to get, to go Switzerland, but it also is like, well, what does this mean for her relationship with Hannah moving forward? Because she she can't play Switzerland forever. You know what I mean? Like at some point she needs to have a firm footing and I think her footing is probably gonna lie more with Amanda than it would with Hannah.
1: So... I don't love the Switzerland vibes, but I still have respect for Paige. And that's a lot to say for me because I don't fucking like a coward. I hate the coward. But somehow I still have respect for Paige. TBD. TBD. One thing I was going to ask you, how annoying was Danielle on that reunion? She was
0: a little annoying because she was just... She had a lot of opinions. She had a lot to say. But, but like, it's like, what did you show lot. us? That's what, what? I mean. She, didn't, she doesn't bring a lot to the show. And I said this before. I think when I had Paige on my show, I was talking... Or who was... I had one of them on my show. Maybe it was Carl. I don't know. There was one of them on my show that I was talking about. It was like I was like, I don't understand what she brings... The show I don't understand nothing,
1: what- nothing and then we had this like Mother Teresa vibes like I'm defending This I'm defending her and I'm here to Come to people. they don't fucking need your Defense like we Need from you to give us good TV and if that ain't happening I don't want to hear what you have to say At the reunion my friend I'm, I'm- really Really terribly sorry Um on, an- on-, on another hand Lindsay I would like to share Some opinions about Lindsay because I Love Lindsay. She's Same. annoying. No, but she's annoying on. She's annoying like her, 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 her you know needy boyfriend vibes are annoying. But I'm always going to love Lindsay. The one thing I will have to say about her is there's something that she didn't express well enough this season. I understand that she's in the phase of life of her life where she is ready for kids and ready for marriage. But you've got to find the right guy for it.
0: Yeah. And
1: that piece of shit person that we had there who can't even make (laughs) her a sandwich was not fit for the job. I can
0: see that. I think what it is, is she really wants to be in that chapter of her life. And like, I love Lindsay, like when you said what was the worst and what was the best, Lindsay was probably my favorite part. I just think her fashion was on her hair, the color of her hair, especially at the reunion, fucking obsessed. She looked incredible. Um. So I love the looks that she serves. I love that she's just very real and she's shown us her crazy before. And she's just like, this is me, I'm crazy. So there's a level of respect that. I have that's like um
1: thank you for bringing us the crazies and owning yes. them and,
0: and owning it is really what it is it's genuine it's authentic and she's like I know I'm fucking crazy and this is who I am you know what I mean um, <laughs> so Lindsay's definitely my favorite part when it comes to Stravi, I like him, but I don't think they're on the same page. I don't think they're compatible. And I don't think that he's going to give her what she wants. I think he gives her, you know, little crumbs here and there. Yeah, he's everything
1: I don't like about men. I'm really sorry.
0: I trust me. I've been talking to four guys these past three weeks. No no terrible experiences. All have been great. Like they want to cook me dinner. They want to do all this shit. I haven't heard from any of them in like the past. I stopped reaching out. I haven't heard from any of them in like the past five days. And it's because like, I don't know, I'm not going to chase after you. Like it's time for you to fucking chase after me.
1: But this is what I mean. Like he's everything I hate about men because it's too much. I want to, and I would love to, where the fuck is it? And I'm just sick and tired of it. If you don't want to do it, tell me. You don't fucking want to do it That's cool You don't want to work You don't work You don't want to make a sandwich You tell me you don't want to make a sandwich And then don't make it But don't be like I don't want to, lie to And me. I Don't fucking lie The flowers are a lie If it's not Valentine's Day And you're getting flowers These flowers are coming from a place of guilt And if you believe in You know The the pretty pretty colorful flowers You're an amateur And you're stupid I'm really sorry
0: It's the oldest like I don't want to say trick in the book because that's not a trick. It's the oldest, like you know. Let me buy you some roses, and that'll just make it all better. Let me buy you jewelry.
1: It's a trick from the fucking book. Let me tell you, I you know receive gifts, and with Etsy, with Amazon, with small businesses, with Instagram ads, it is so fucking easy to come up with a thoughtful gift if you really try. The guy who gets you flowers doesn't give a fuck. I'm really sorry. I have my friend Charlotte here. It's a teddy
0: bear and chocolate. It's a teddy bear and chocolate on Valentine's Day. It's
1: a teddy bear and chocolate at the hospital. I have my friend Charlotte here who is my great friend and she gets me a soap dispenser with a custom (laughs) label that is waterproof because she knows how I like my kitchen and she knows that I want... Shut the fuck up, Luna. She knows I want my kitchen in a very specific way. And that is a thoughtful gift. Good job, Charlotte. Love you. Flowers. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm really sorry. I feel so strongly about this. I can't, I just can't keep it in.
0: You can bring flowers to like somebody's dinner party, (laughs) dinner party.
1: Thanks for having me for dinner. I quickly picked them up on the way. Flowers say a lot, but they don't say I care. Exactly. Unless it's Valentine's Day and you have to. Flowers equal trouble. Don't believe it. Um, Zach, before we wrap this up, I want to know do you have any other behind the scenes info? Like, I loved what you said about Hannah canceling the podcast. I kind of want to know other things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I spilled a little about Hannah and Carl not sending me Loverboy. Um, I don't have any other summer house, like, behind the scenes tea. And for other shows, I already spilled, uh, like, they've already come out in the press by now. I don't have anything piping at the moment, which I feel badly about because I always have something hot and ready.
1: No, but the Hannah thing was really good because it really helped me, you know, decide on what my opinion was going to be about her. Because I was, I, I was split. I was confused. I was like, you know what? Why can't people be happy for her that she found someone? I don't care if it's real love or not. If she's happy to have found someone cool for her, you know what? If you, if someone finds herself a week long shag, with I'm happy for them. I don't want to be sad for them. I'm sure everyone has seen your podcast on Summer House, but can you please tell everyone where they can find you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I ha- I host a pop culture podcast called Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. We do news breakdowns every Monday and unfiltered interviews every Wednesday. I have on Housewives, Summer House Stars, Shaw's Stars, uh, Vanderpump Stars, all on the show every week. So it's fun. We spill lots of tea. We have a good time. I also host another podcast called Hashtag Adulting, which is more lifestyle. We just did a whole sex series diving into threesome sex toys, fetishes, OnlyFans, which was super fun and super fun. Super juicy. So you can listen to No Filter for the tea, hashtag adulting for the tips. And it's always a good time. I also have a very special project that you're gonna be excited for. I, I'll tell you after I'm we- excited can- about
1: all your project. I'm also so pissed off that I couldn't come on your live the other time because I was really excited about it.
0: We'll we'll plan it out. We'll make it happen.
1: Can we please make it happen? It's always such a pleasure to have you, Zach. And you know, no matter how far I am in the world. I love that we still keep in touch and I love everything you do. And I don't say that about anyone. So you can take that for what it is. Um, (laughs) Oh, thank you. Love you, Zach. It was so nice talking to you.
0: Love you.